Welcome to the Fod Eater Fod Path. <laughs> hey, everybody. Froth here with the Thought Eater Podcast, Thought Eater Blog. And uh, first of all, thank you for listening because I know that there are a lot of choices out there podcasts, entertainment, TV, whatever. So I want you to know I'm thankful for you checking it out. So I'm actually recording this on Tuesday. Uh, I'll get to that in a minute, but this is the Wednesday Hump Day Bloggerama Show. What is the Hump Day Bloggerama Show? Well, I basically follow along with cool stuff on uh, hundreds of RPG blogs through the week, OSR and otherwise, and then I try to compile highlights, stuff that jumped out at me, um, discuss it here on the podcast, and then all the links that I talk about, I compile on the Thought Eater blog for easy access for you. And that is uh, frothsofdnd.blogspot.com, frothsofdnd.blogspot.com. Get tired of trying to figure that out. Just Google Thought Eater blog and bookmark it. <laughs> so, anyway, I've got some friends coming into town on Wednesday. So, um, I had to go ahead and get a head start. And, um, which I sometimes will do. I'll sometimes do half of it on Tuesday, half on Wednesday morning. Cause I'm not going to lie. This show does take some work. It's fun, but, um, it takes a long time to, to do, but, uh, I love doing it. So, anyway. Um, I was thinking about it too, you know, I'm all for supporting game companies, no doubt about it, but I'll tell you, you, you look back at the blogs. I mean, you know, you spend 50 bucks on a source book or something, or you can follow along with RPG blogs for a couple weeks. And I think you're going to get more value out of the blogs because it's unbelievable. You go over to the thought eater blog and just search for that tag for the hump day, um, bloggerama label. Um, subject posts and look back and tell me I'm wrong because it's um it's just uh, tons of tons and tons of awesome stuff and um, even a couple days ago though for this time I wasn't sure I really had a show put together it wasn't coming together but then this morning really had a breakthrough with it and I think I've got a great show for you so without further ado we will get started here we go I always start off the show talking about maps uh, I love RPG maps. It's really important to me. I think it's just important to anyone to bring the game to life, that visualization, uh, to give you that feeling of travel, or to, if you're playing a historical game, to take you into the real world, whatever. It's, you know, maps are a big thing to me. And uh, so that's why I always start with them. And um, so anyway, first I'm over at vulpinoid.blogspot.com that's v-u-l-p-i-n-o-u-o-i-d sorry vulpinoid.blogspot.com so observations of the fox blog this is run by uh, michael winman and now i'll first say michael winman is a killer game designer um michael sent me a copy of the game the law which is kind of a Judge Dredd inspired thing that I uh, reviewed over on MeWe and it's a killer game. And um, over at the Observations of the Fox blog, Michael has been talking about, Michael lives out like in the middle of nowhere in Australia. And I I guess it's a new thing, not necessarily live in Australia, but living out kind of in the outback or, you know, you go over there and look at some of the recent posts and I don't know what else to call it, but the outback, um, 
So it's kind of, you know, middle of nowhere and everything and put up a cool post uh, called the flotilla. And it's um, given some images of this river um, near where Michael lives and says that uh, Michael is starting to take a more nautical interpretation of the post-apocalypse, you know, based on living there. And uh, did these awesome diagram kind of maps, um, isometric kind of diagrams of of different um, watercraft and uh, finishes it off with uh, like a floating trading port in the middle of the river. And this is almost like kind of water world or think, you know, post-apocalyptic watercraft and stuff like that. So I put up a what I thought was a really nice image, really talented artist as well as a game designer. So, uh, it, but the last several of the posts here on observation, the Fox are really cool. If you want to kind of get a look at the, you know, the inspiration the, of the landscape and, and what the, you know, how that inspiration is affecting, uh, Michael's work. So go over there to vulpanoid.blogspot.com. Check out that flotilla post and some of the other ones over there. So at uh, footofthemountainadventures.blogspot.com, that's uh, just what it sounds like, footofthemountainadventures.blogspot.com. The person runs this, I follow them on Twitter, they're a mapper, cartographer, Um, they've got a Patreon you can um, check out, it's linked on the post in here. Uh, Put up a cool post, forest geomorphs, only they're spelling it M-O-R-F-F-S for morphs, because they don't exactly match up, but they're kind of... Uh, it says they're not quite geomorphs since they don't align on the edges, but you could certainly string them together. So, um, anyway, there's, there's a link to a previous post from foot of the mountain adventures for underdark mini maps. I thought they were real cool style. I put one up on the, uh, on the blog for you to look at. So head on over there and check it out. Something that's cool. Person says these maps are available for personal, personal or commercial reuse with attribution. So, if uh, you're like me and you got a few things cooking in the pot or whatever, you know, go and check this out. It might be a good way to work with a, a up-and-coming uh, OSR artist and um, work together. So, all right, next over at Gray Hawkery. I love me some Greyhawk and uh, greyhawkery.blogspot.com. Excellent Greyhawk blog. There have been some recent posts put up by Mike Bridges, and uh, this is one... Uh, Weistel Lake, Greyhawk mini-map, and um, these are just cool hand-drawn Greyhawk hex maps, and um, I just thought it was cool. You know, it's got the IUs in there and the Hornlands, and I just love the uh, the hand-drawn look at this, uh, looks of these. You know, there's no computer programs or anything going on with this. This is just drawing it out. I really liked it. So if you're a Greyhawk fan, uh, this one's for you. Get over to Greyhawkery. There's all kinds of cool stuff on that blog if you're into Greyhawk. Now, I've talked before about using real life stuff, real history, all kinds of stuff as inspiration. And I somehow bumped into this website. I don't even remember how. It's just, it all blends together when you're looking at as many blogs and stuff as as I am. But... Um, it's at medievalcastles.stormthecastle.com, and it's this uh, one of the page, many pages uh, on this uh, whole this whole site devoted to medieval castles and medieval history. And uh, there's a really cool page called Medieval Castle Floor Plans. And, and you know, looking at real life floor plans can be great inspiration for 
designing um, buildings in your game, castles, keeps, um, historical or otherwise. And I uh, put up an image of one of the castles there. I think it's Haddon Hall, but I I don't want to try to click around too much and lose where I'm at. But there's too many good ones on here, all kinds of castles and then just large mansions and stuff like that. It's even got some paper craft projects on building your own castle and everything. So I haven't even begun to scratch the surface of this uh, medieval castles website. So uh, it looks like it goes on endlessly. Japanese castles, Irish castles, sieging a castle, castles of India. If you like castles, Gothic cathedrals, uh, on and on and on. So this could be a really good source of inspiration for you for maps or just uh, history and designing buildings for your games and things like that. So go over there to medieval medievalcastles.stormthecastle.com and check out the castle floor plans. Alright, so finally on the map front, I've talked about Alex Schroeder before. Alex has done so much to help uh, with so many useful tools and then helping people put their blogs together uh, so you can access them easily, the old school RPG planet and everything. And uh, So it's alexschroeder.ch and uh, this was a post uh, just out yesterday, Grid Mapper Updates, and I had even forgotten that Alex, the one that did grid mapper so it's this another awesome mapping tool you know that's out there that's free to use a little javascript application to create dungeon maps it's so simple even froth can use it so i put the link up to this recent post and you just click keep clicking the the word grid mapper and it'll take you to it and you can build these easy handy dandy little dungeons uh for your games and um just another thing that Alex has done uh, to help the community. So, you know, why not, uh, and this goes for anybody that I mentioned on here, you know, so many times I know people are clicking on these and going and checking them out. If you're digging one of these blogs that I'm talking about, man, nothing makes a blogger feel better than seeing that there's a comment that isn't spam. <laughs> God. And now, don't get me wrong, some of the spam recently has been choice i mean it's been like that good hawaiian spam that's getting fried up in a pan with some onions or something where you almost forget it's spam <laughs> but you know people love feedback on their work even if it's just a hey great post something like that so if you're digging what i'm showing y'all here uh if you like that grid mapper leave a message for alex say alex killer grid mapper love it so all right that's what i got for maps and next all right, so if you're someone out there and you've never heard of Secret Santa Corps, this is going to feel like, well, it's going to feel like Christmas. Uh, so what is Secret Santa Corps? Well, obviously it's a play on uh, Secret Santa Claus or Secret Santa. And the whole idea was it ran for years. It was really a G, you know, G plus kind of organized thing. I'll get more into G plus later, but... You basically, there are a lot, I'm, I can't even give a shout out to all the people involved. Um, I'm going to mention uh, Jay Murphy's Vanishing Tower blog, vanishingtower.blogspot.com, because Jay's post reminded me about this. I almost forgot to mention it, so thank you, Jay. Uh, also, uh, Anchorite, the Vanishing Tower podcast. 
But anyway, so what it was is you would send in a, a request like, I want a D100 table of spiders, or I want a drawing of this, or uh, for Secret Santa Corps, I want, you know, this adventure location. And then folks that would organize this would send, you know, shuffle them up and send out the request to different people that participate. So if you made a request, you had to fulfill a request. And uh, I did it a couple of times, had a lot of fun. I've actually got my, um, I think it was 2014, 2015 on a free stuff link on my blog. Uh, my stuff's not, you know, not up to snuff compared to a lot of the stuff. <laughs> but uh, there's amazing, amazing stuff. And what's great is the 2017 edition looked like it might not happen in PDF and, and, it, and it finally came out. So. There's a link to download all the Santa Corps stuff that's available. There was one year um, that I participated that just ended up on the blogs. I mean, this, I got sympathy for anybody that worked on this. Uh, took an amazing amount of uh, logistics and everything. It's amazing it was as successful as it was, given how many people had to help and work on it. So I'm not being critical in the slightest. This is some amazing stuff. A couple of the years compilations went up on lulu um, and turned out really great two of my favorite books you, you can pick them up flip to just any page and there's something cool in there so if you've never heard of secret santa Corps, you really you know if you only listen to one thing i say today go over to the thought of your blog and follow these links download all that santa Corps stuff it's 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 great if you uh you know if you've missed you know, it's easy with the way Social media is falling apart on on the OSR right now. You may have missed that there was a, a this 2017 compilation even came out. In that case, you can help me thanking Jay for almost forgetting to mention it. But anyway, Secret Santa Corps, just one of those great things in life that happened. And uh, lots and lots of cool stuff uh, you can download to prove it. So... Random tables. We all love them, right? Of course we do. Nothing's better than rolling on a random table, getting random inspiration, improvising on the spot, coming up with an idea when you're stuck, getting plot hooks, getting everything. Uh, love it. Um, so it's not an every week topic on here, but um, I do... You know, there's so many bloggers will put up random tables because, uh, you know, there's one of those great tools, great things about uh, OSR games, just games in general, really. But uh, um, so it's a frequent topic and there were several cool things this week. So let's get right to it. Uh, over the D4 Caltrips blog, blog.d4caltrips.com, post random impedimenta, which... Uh, don't know what impedimenta means. Uh, apparently it's like bric-a-brac, paraphernalia, trappings, equipment, odds and ends, etc. And so this was a, is a D100 random impedimenta table. And this is an update, a single, a vertical version of a previous post from going back way back to 2012. And so it's a D100 table. Uh, K-Trey does this blog, says it. 
K-Tray usually provides four free rolls on the table as part of character generation, so it's almost like uh, Fivey's trinkets in some ways. But you can use them for spell component pouch contents. These are more ideas uh, K-Tray put up. Items received on a pickpocket failure, which I'll get to in a minute. Uh, what's left in your pockets after carousing? Uh, I search the body, dungeon dressing, whatever. So this is one of those really handy one-page deals you can print off, stick with your D in your DM binder, or bring to a one-shot. It's kind of a one-size-fits-all bric-a-brac uh, D100 table that I, I thought was useful. So go over to uh, blog.d4caltrips.com, download that random impedimenta D100 table. Now the reason I... One of the reasons I, I mentioned this is because it ties in good, uh, ties in well to a post over at dungeonspossums.blogspot.com. Uh, first, I uh, wanted to mention Dungeons and Possums uh, recently started a Patreon. Saw the possum mention that on uh, Twitter, so if you're enjoying what the possum is bringing you over at dungeonspossums.blogspot.com, you can go over and check that out and support that. Um, but uh, the possum put up a uh, post called Pickpocketing. And so I thought this tied into that D4 Caltrips post uh, pretty well. And so this has got a pickpocketing subsystem and then lots of random tables. General contents to find when pickpocketing. And then what's cool, it's got you know different racial uh, tables like what you might find on a dwarf, what you might find on an elf, what you might find on a halfling, on a monster. Uh, and then even classes, what you might find on a magic user, etc., etc. So... A lot of thought went into this, a lot of cool stuff. This is a good one. You could just print it to PDF, uh, keep it together with that random impedimenta table and have your pickpocketing, you know, pretty much covered. Uh, just uh, watch out for pickpockets. Oh, God, that was bad. I didn't have that one planned. I can't even believe I just said that. I've gone too far to re-record. Oh, that joke. Oh, Lordy. Oh, all right, I've recovered. All right, I talked about, uh, <laughs> I have to recover. I talked about Eldritch Fields last week with the variations on Vampiric Drain Post, which is so awesome. And then this week, had to use them twice in a row because uh, Tomas Kizbali over there is rocking and rolling. D6 things that might happen when you lie to Skeleton Interrogator. Now, what the hell does that even mean? Well... The reason I like this post is because it brought up something, some weird thing from history that I did not even know about from Atlas Obscura. Uh, basically, this is a patented invention. It looks like back in 1930 that someone came up with. This is real. As an aid for police work, a skeleton with glowing red eyes used to break a suspect on an interrogation. And uh, it says the suspect cannot see his human questioner, though. Instead, as soon as the examiner flicks a button, a curtain lifts within the chamber, and the, and the unlucky interrogee is suddenly faced with a figure in the form of a skeleton. So the idea is you're somehow going to be interrogating somebody and then kind of scare them with a skeleton mid-interrogation. <laughs> and uh, I love weird history, weird factoids and tidbits and stuff like this, obscure, strange, bizarre, odd things, and... Uh, so what was cool about this is it's got a D6 things that might happen when you lie or don't answer the skeleton interrogator table. And it just brought to attention this weird thing. So I put up a picture on the Thought Eater blog that's kind of like the patent drawing of this. <laughs> and uh, so this is almost like a plot hook. 
um, combined with some random tables. So this was just a one of those weirdly unique kind of posts that you only really see on the RPG blogosphere. So uh, shout out to Tomas Kizbali for, for this one. Uh, great stuff. Really unique post. Enjoyed it. Okay, and then last on the random tables, this is more. This is not a table uh, a post that actually has random tables printed on it. This is more about kind of tables. It's about rumors, actually, like you know, using rumor tables, some true, some false, whatever. This is at the How Heavy This Axe blog, which is heavyliesetheaxe.blogspot.com, and this is uh, Dominic is the name given. So this is Dominic's blog, How Heavy This Axe. Things that have worked, rumor posts, and it's going into detail on thoughts. Uh, this is, I think, this is a really good post for any GM out there to read. Um, I really enjoyed it because they're talking about what rumor posts bring to the game, how Dominic's been using them. Um, uh, doing a weekly pregame selection of rumors um, that kind of suggest possible things for the PCs to follow up on. Uh, how important it is to sandbox gaming, throwing out hooks, some true, some not, um, adds depth to the environment. And that's what I wanted to get to, um, and, and these kind of things. And I was thinking about it and I've talked before about how great random tables are at really helping, you know, without it being this long exposition and writing this and that about a campaign setting, the, the, Random tables can really help bring the setting to life in a different way, almost like a different language. And I talked about this a while back when uh, I talked about Chris Tam's Elf Maids and Octopi, because uh, Chris is the master at this. But rumors are the same way, because, you know, for a rumor table to work, true or false, it has to be plausible. Otherwise, it's just a lie. You know, if you're setting something in the real world and one of the rumors is you know there's a unicorn in the park you know giving out wishes you know it's like that's not really a rumor you know the rumors have to be plausible so the rumors can really help build the setting because it can be well this there's going to be this conflict here or this you know whatever it is it has to be at least somewhat believable you know what i mean and so i was just thinking about that this post has been you know flip-flopping around in the, the old <laughs> empty space where froth brain should be but um i really do recommend for gms to go read this uh thought it was uh, well thought out and kind of um get you thinking so um really cool blog here uh otherwise too so if you haven't uh, if you're not following how heavy uh this axe or heavy lives the axe.blogspot.com get over there and check out dominic's stuff I got some cool miscellaneous stuff to talk about this week that didn't really fit under any kind of big heading or anything like that. Um, but it's very cool nonetheless. Over at uh, the Savage Afterworld blog, savageafterworld.blogspot.com. This is Tim Snyder's blog. I mentioned it before. Put up this cool post, DIY dead stamps for mutant crawl classics and dungeon crawl classics. Uh, this could actually be cool with anything though. I mean, obviously with the funnels and everything, you got, uh, lots of character death happening, but, um, put up, uh, some images of, uh, the stamp, you know, to stamp somebody is dead in the game and talks about, uh, where Tim got it from, from Vistaprint 
and uh, you can actually upload an image you want and they'll make a stamp for you so I thought this was pretty rad so um, if you want to make your own uh, stamp to for anything but really to stamp somebody's you know it, it's no fun dying but if your GM stamps dead on your character sheet I have to think that makes it a little bit more fun so uh, go over and check that out at savageafterworld.blogspot.com also uh, rpgmusings.com uh, this is DM Samuel uh, blogging on here and um this is a cool post. This is 5e related. So you want to play a seafaring D&D campaign. You know, obviously the anticipation for Ghosts of Salt Marsh is uh, building. And uh, this has got some cool tips. You know, it's definitely 5e related about, you know, backgrounds that might work. Equipment, general equipment from the, uh, the various 5e books, proficiencies, feats, uh, spells related to water and um, seafaring and uh, other sources of information stuff. Really handy little little post. Kudos to DM Samuel putting this one together. Um, so if you're ge gearing up for uh, Ghosts of Saltmarsh, uh, this is one uh, go read through. It could give you some ideas on your character, or uh, if you're a GM, it could give you some ideas about you know what character options you want to put in the game or whatever. So let's see. Okay, now this was an odd but very entertaining post over at Library of Atnam. That's Atnam, A-T-T-N-A-M dot blogspot dot com. It's the Red Kangaroos blog. I know nothing about NetHack. Uh, apparently, NetHack coming from an old game, Hack, from 1982. And it's this, you know, so it's this really old. The graphics are terrible or great, depending on your your perspective, but it's going back to this really old kind of D and D, uh, inspired, you know, sort of role-playing game. And <clears throat> now this wouldn't have grabbed my attention, but it, it's just, this really well put together post that to some of y'all, it might be really familiar to me. It was like reading a different language and it led me down a rabbit hole of reading about this old, kind of D&D inspired role-playing game, you know, dungeon crawl game from the early, early 80s and uh, how it's still been evolving. People still play it, love it, still, you know, modify it and everything else. So uh, I just thought it was really well written and uh, kind of, like I said, led me to follow links here, here or there and, and reading more and more about it. And now I kind of want to try it and just die in five seconds. <laughs> so... If you played NetHack or played it, you know, 20, 30 years ago and uh, uh, want to relive some of that or if any of this sounds interesting to you, this original, you know, this old school, really old school uh, computer game about dungeon crawling, uh, go to atnam, A-T-T-N-A-M.blogspot.com. Check out the My NetHack anniversary and uh, see what you think. And then... Uh, I don't know. I'm sure there's more than one person. Well, maybe more than one person working on this, but I saw, I follow Morris from uh, N world on Twitter and Morris has put together this new like news aggregator. And I talk about like, you know, blog aggregators and stuff on this for old school stuff. But if you're not just into OSR and you're into lots of different games, um, this is a really cool site. It's out now, rpgnews.com. 
And it, you know, pulls information from a lot of different sources from uh, Paizo, Inworld, comicbook.com, Dungeons and Dragons, you know, wizard stuff. I'm seeing lots of different links and uh, sources and it's got news. It's got stuff on Dungeons and Dragons, Pathfinder, general RPGs, media, freebies, reviews, industry news, history, live streaming. So this is a really cool site. It's got an RSS feed too. <clears throat> Excuse me. So you can add it to your blog roll if you want to just an easy way to kind of see what the newest posts are. So uh, kudos to Morris. This RPGnews.com, really useful, cool site. So y'all need to go over and check it out. See what you think. So sometimes on uh, for the Hump Day show, I'll, I'll post something under the heading of inspiration. I kind of touched on this earlier in the show, but it'll be something that's not necessarily strictly gaming related, but it you can use it to influence your game design or your campaign or whatever. And this also can just be fun and cool and kind of take you back nostalgia-wise. And So this was a... <laughs> Uh, awesome blog, monstersizeghost.blogspot.com, monstersizeghost.blogspot.com. And all this does is post vintage comic book advertising from the 1940s through the 1980s. And I put up a few images of ones that uh, a couple of them I remembered, like the Flip It. I had totally forgotten about that. Um, and then, uh, you know, ones of these old cartoons. I, like, <laughs> I can't believe... I I don't remember, but there's a Laverne. There was a Laverne and Shirley cartoon, um, you know, and a Mork and Mindy cartoon and stuff. So a lot of the stuff if you just get on there. It's just the images. There's not a long drawn out post with everything, so you can just keep flipping and flipping through. But it's also got the stuff like you know the X-ray X-ray specs or how to hypnotize people. I put up one of those pictures, and so. There's a, not, there are a few reasons I put this up for inspiration. One, like for graphic design, you know, graphic designers looking back at this stuff, it's so iconic, it's so nostalgic. You can get ideas for how to incorporate this kind of stuff into your games or make your, you know, set your your layout and stuff. I think um, uh, the Hydra Cooperative are, are really good at this. That uh, Morzig and Sturm, I doubt I'll ever pronounce that correctly, but. Uh, they did this one uh, adventure that's kind of set up like a, you know, late 60s, early 70s kind of comic layout or whatever. So that came to mind with this. But so cool stuff like that. But also like plot hooks like, you know, I think it's like the end of the original Creep Show movie where the, uh, the voodoo doll, the kid orders from the comic actually works. And so what if, you know, some of these products actually worked or whatever? I don't know. It's just uh, this old school, you know, so much of playing RPGs, at least for me, is uh, is nostalgic. You know, you remember doing it when you're so much younger and, and those times. And those times for me, a lot of it involved uh, comic books. Um, and, you know, this stuff just takes you right back. So uh, whether you use it for inspiration for a game or it's just something just uh, just cool to look at. I know there's a lot of folks listening that are, getting on up there getting older along with old froth and <laughs> so going looking back at some of this stuff is, is fun anyway so check that out over at monstersizeghost.blogspot.com so i've done one hump day podcast where i put someone in the blogger hall of fame the froth blogger hall of fame right 
And that was uh, Elf Maids and Octopi I mentioned earlier in the show. Well, now I've got my second inductee to the Froth Blogger Hall of Fame, the Hump Day Bloggerama Blog. <laughs> the Hump Day Bloggerama Hall of Fame. And who is it? Drum roll. It is the Frugal GM. That's right. The Frugal GM, Christopher Stogdall, over at frugalgm.com. Christopher, on behalf of GMs everywhere, I want to thank you so much for this amazing blog you've got, this resource. Uh, if y'all have never checked out frugalgm.com, bookmark it immediately. I first became aware of it on G+. Christopher would frequently post links to the Frugal GM blog, and it's always free or extremely cheap resource-saving options for running a better role-playing game. And it is just packed with awesome stuff. Endless. Everything from graph paper to programs to the latest one is referencing this GM binder thing that looks awesome that I haven't ever seen before. Now I'm going to have to check it out. But just uh, just scrolling through here, it's just on and on and on. So if you haven't spent any time over at the Frugal GM, uh, this has been running for years. Let's see if it shows me how long Chris has been at it. No, I can't exactly tell from the, the main post, but, but it's been going for you uh, from the main page, but it's been going for years free, um, uh, downloads. Um, it's just awesome. So if you, ha you know, start to repeat myself, I do that a lot, but it's a really killer site. And it's just, uh, one of those, you know, you see so many people blogging and doing this stuff and it can be so thankless. Um, you know, you don't know if you're reaching people or whatever, but I want Chris to know that I love the Frugal GM. It's, I've found so much cool stuff on there over the years. This is just one of those killer blogs that everybody should have bookmarked. Everybody should have on their blog roll. So thank you, Chris. I don't have any big prize to give you, but I'm giving you a shout out and I hope a lot of people turn up on, uh, over there and, um, support you. So if you haven't guessed yet uh, what the final topic of the day would be, uh, you probably have guessed it. Yep, Google Plus is gone. And uh, it was still up earlier today. Uh, it was on there. And sometime kind of early afternoon for me, it just uh, it died. And um, so... You know, I don't think you could really overstate. <laughs> I think it would be impossible to overstate the influence that Google Plus had for me, like on my gaming, on the way I approach the hobby, on, uh, you know, so many people I met that I never would have met without Google Plus. So many games I got to play that I never would have played if it wasn't for Google Plus. So many games, products that I never would have heard of, if not for it. Um, so many things that I wouldn't have bought <laughs> because there was the awesome, I know some of y'all listening, that Goblin Emporium group 
how great was that? It's the best third party, you know, buying and selling group I've ever been a part of. And it, Google Plus is great, not just OSR. The Savage Worlds side uh, group on there was unbelievable. The Star Wars group on there, D6 Star Wars group on there, my God, unbelievable. And on and on and on and on. I was talking with uh, Wayne Peacock, one of the new uh, anchorites. Just started a new um, podcast. Listen to it today, Motive. Anchorites make uh, Mr. Peacock feel welcome. Check out that Motive podcast on Anchor. We're talking about how one of the one of the good things to come out, you know, if anything, one of the only good things to come out of uh, Google Plus going away is that. <clears throat> Excuse me. It kind of uh, woke some of us out of like a complacency. Like I don't know. I know there were a lot of people that created more than ever on you know via Google Plus or whatever. I was the opposite. It kind of put me into a hibernation. <laughs> I just was very lethargic because you know you didn't have to work for anything. It was like I just click on it in the morning and scroll through, and it's just free this, free that this incredible product, this incredible, you know, it just, it was, uh, you know, so I was lulled into a, it was almost like a, I imagine the old opium dens, you know, from the late 1800s or whatever. And I just was just in an opium den for several years there. And, um, with it going away, it's really made me do a lot more. I mean, sheesh, I, I blogged more this year than I, just up to April 2nd than I did some other years combined, um, several years combined during the heyday of Google Plus. And not to mention the podcast and some other stuff I'm working on or whatever, you know. So there were, I, I'm sure, I, I'm recording this on Tuesday, if you can't tell, I mentioned that earlier. So I'm sure I will miss a lot of posts probably, uh, but there are several that I, uh, as of this recording that I caught, Larry Hamilton over at Follow Me and Die's got one up. Um, let's see. Ann Hunter over at DIY Dragons has got one up, referencing it. Uh, Peter Schweighofer at Hobby Games. Uh, I don't know if this is Rec or Reek. I'm probably not educated enough to know what it is, but it's. Hobby Games, R-E-C-C-E, blogspot.com. Anyway, so that's followmeanddie.com, diydragons.blogspot.com. Hobby Games, R-E-C-C-E, blogspot.com. And uh, then surprisingly capacious, surprisingly-capacious.blogspot.com. And that is Handy Haversack's blog, and I'll come back to that in just a second. So, okay, I looked up what the R-E-C-C-E was, and it's uh, reconnaissance or scouting or filmmaking, like pre, like re- reconnaissance of a location. So maybe that's what it is, hobby games, reconnaissance, uh, reconnaissance or something like that. Learn something new every day. That's why, hey, blogs, they teach you something. And then I put up a post as well. And I'm not going to get into too much detail. I'd like you, if, you, if you're interested, to go just read their own words um, and what they have to say about it. There's different perspectives and kind of different tones and everything. 
I did want to mention Handy Haversack's blog, the surprisingly capacious blog, because this is exactly what I was talking about. Um, it's their first post. They just started the new blog. And, uh, and they're talking about the death of Google Plus and uh, what Google Plus meant to them. And a, and a new blog is coming out of it. So it's exactly what I was talking about. So uh, Handy, good job. Uh, and it's like I told you in the comments, straight to the blog roll. <laughs> I'm obsessive about it. But I followed Handy on Google Plus and, uh, you know, it's awesome to see someone with a brand new blog and coming out of it, you know. So that's what I, one of the things I wanted to say about it. Um, you know, we'll see what happens. It's, things will never really be the same. I know this might sound ridiculous to some people. They might be like, God, ugh, can you imagine being that way about social media or something? Or you know what I mean? Like I'm being an idiot. Or People can think what they want. I loved it for years. It was like the first, you know, website I'd get on and last I'd, you know, last I'd look at. And, um... A lot of relationships, a lot of fun came from it. So, um, anyway, that you, we'll see what happens. You know, people are scattered to the wind. You know, it's going to change a lot of things how people have conversations and share, uh, you know, um, how people play test their stuff, um, how people market their stuff. I know there are a lot of people with games, you know, that they're wanting to get out, you know that now it's kind of like one of the ways they connected to a large group of gamers at once is gone, you know? So a lot of things are going to change. What I would say is, um, let it be like a good change if possible. Um, maybe I've seen it myself. I can't, you know, the blogs is what led me to Google plus and the blogs are leading me home. You know, the blogs are leading me out. And I see a lot of people, like I mentioned last week, cranking up the old blogs, exhaust pouring out of the back of it. But it gets started. <laughs> I see new bloggers all the time. And um, so if you were like me and you let yourself kind of fall into this hibernation because the awesomeness of Google Plus, if you, you know, if, if, if it really um, spoiled you, frankly, you know, maybe use it to motivate you. If you, there's nothing easier than setting up a blog. I mean, and getting your voice out there. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what it is compared to anyone else. You know, it's just a place for your own voice. And you get better and more comfortable. I don't know if you get better. I don't know if I ever get better, but you. You damn sure get more comfortable the more you do it, right? And there is no easier place to podcast than on Anchor. I would not put an ad at the front of my podcast that I didn't believe believe in. That's the truth. So the reason I put that on there is because it is the truth. You get on the Anchor, you know, anchor.fm forward slash start, and within minutes you could be recording, you know, your thoughts in the phone, sharing them with the Anchorites, sharing them with the world, whatever. Whatever it is, the point is, with this going away and so much changing, try to get some, you know, take something positive out of it. Move forward with your own path, your own voice, um, find new connections, find a new way to express yourself. Um, anyway, 
what I'm struck by on my post that I put up <clears throat> about Google Plus, um, I basically just quote a large section from a post that I put up like about a month after discovering Google Plus. And you can just hear my almost childlike glee and read my childlike glee and enthusiasm and uh, what I had to write. And what, what really struck me about it more than anything, though, is that I focused more than anything on being able to find games. You know, because I'll, I'll never forget, within 20 minutes, somebody was talking about, you know, you want to join in on a Boot Hill game. And as I mentioned in the post, no one else, I didn't know anybody else had even heard of Boot Hill, right? Because I was just like isolated, an old school gamer, you know, more or less isolated um, in a lot of ways. I mean, if I played a face to face game, I was rounding it up myself. And there were some people that, you know, obviously in town or whatever that that would play a little bit, but there's no connection to a wider group of old school gamers, people from my generation that still played uh, or, you know, were enthusiasts. And that's, you know, what Google Plus really started for me. But uh, so, like I was saying, so much of my enthusiasm was about being able to actually play games, not about the marketing, not about the chit chat and the, not about the theories and not about the interpersonal politics or any of that. The thing that blew my mind the most was being able to jump into the games with other people, all kinds of games and be able to play more games. And, uh, I love that that was, you know, you know, that was what just, you know, hooked me into it. Just being able to play all these amazing games, this amazing hobby of ours is the best, uh, it's just, uh, it's the best hobby in the world. Best, you know, I love it. And, um, so I'm very thankful for the years we got with Google plus, uh, I just, uh, thinking back on it, I, I don't know what things would be like for me now as far as my RPG hobby situation if it didn't happen, you know? I probably, I don't even want to think about it. <laughs> so goodbye, Google+. Plus. Check out those blogs that I mentioned. Check out uh, followmeanddie.com, diyandragons.blogspot.com, hobby games rec. R-E-C-C-E, hobbygamesrecce.blogspot.com, and then check out that new blogger, Andy Haversack, over at surprisingly-capacious.blogspot.com, and then you can read what I have to say if you're interested as well. So goodbye, Google+. Well, we've come to another end of the Hump Day Blogorama. I'm slightly less exhausted than I normally am, I'll have to check and see how long this this one is. It's probably got to be about the same length. Maybe it's because I'm doing a little bit earlier in the day. I don't know. But uh, I hope you enjoyed it. I think it was a pretty good show. At least I liked everything I talked about. So as long as I like it, I'm probably going to end up happy with it. Um, uh, I, you know, I appreciate all the support I've gotten um, from Anchorites, from other people folks, people commenting, people retweeting or sharing or liking it, whatever. Uh, 
the the stuff that I do, um, in the hump day bloggerama as well, you know, seems to be a, a big hit with some people and, and, and I'm, I'm really happy for that cause I love doing it. Um, I hope my enthusiasm comes through and I just want to thank listeners again for checking this out. Readers of my blog, whoever you are, thank you. Um, I was hoping to have a secret project ready to announce, but it's needs another minute in the oven. Uh, but soon, very, very soon. So I'm really excited about, uh, something new for y'all. Um, and then, uh, some other ways that you can, uh, help get behind old froth here. And, uh, so what I was going to say real quick for now, if you want to support what I do, if you like it, uh, there's a couple things I'd ask you to do for me. Um, cause I'm going to keep doing this for you. I, I, I'm promising you that. So, uh, number one is if you like the blog, if you like the podcast and you know, somebody else that might enjoy it, let them know, shoot them a link, say, Hey, you know, you're into blogs, you're into whatever RPGs. This might be something you're interested in. Uh, feel free to, to share it. Let somebody else know about it. Um, and then the other thing I would say is, you know, if you, if you like the blog, you like the hump day blogorama, you're like checking out the, uh, five E free pay what you want highlights or any of the other stuff I do on the blog, you know, take a couple seconds, add me to your blog roll. If you enjoy it, you, you'd be surprised how far that can go in helping to drive a little, uh, traffic to somebody. And, uh, I would say I'll trade you back. I'll add you back to my blog roll, but there's a 99.99% chance that I already have you on there. <laughs> it's almost 700 at this point. But if for some reason you don't see yourself on my blog roll, I've got contact form on the site. Send it. Let me know. I want to have as many as I can on there. It helps me put together a show and maybe I'm highlighting your blog one day. That's what it's all about for me. I'm wanting to highlight blogs support bloggers, build this stuff back up into a juggernaut of just awesome RPG stuff, you know, you know, like a fighting Godzilla, you know, I don't know. Um, but anyway, something like that, that's great ways to support me. If you want to do that, um, obviously if, if you, if you hate it, I'm not going to end up in your blog roll. <laughs> I get that. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, if you want to contact me and you've got the anchor app, it's the cool thing about the anchor app. You get to call in on shows and stuff. So you can call in, um, to the show. You can also email me or contact me. You can contact me on a contact form on the blog or the thought eater blog, or email me at frothsoft, froth SOF at gmail.com. I'm trying to fill that hole from Google plus partly with Twitter. I, um, uh, you know, so if you want to find me on Twitter, Frost, <laughs> the, the, the end of the show, delirium kicking in, Frothsoft, Froth, S-O-F at Twitter, Frothsoft, D-N-D dot blogspot dot com, 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 com.